This episode of Reaction Time Sports is brought to you by Taylor Jolin Photography. You have the memories, she'll capture them for you. Everything from weddings, graduations, family reunions, to newborn pictures are all memories that should be remembered forever. Taylor will schedule a one-on-one consultation to ensure that yours and her ideas collaborate into one to ensure that your photos are completed to perfection. For inquiries, quotes, and booking, you can find her on Facebook at Taylor Jolin Photography. Taylor Jolin Photography, a proud sponsor of Reaction Time Sports. And welcome to the second episode of Reaction Time Sports. I'm your host, Mark Meyerhoff. And joining me in studio today, well, first of all, it was supposed to be Kenta Maeda, but uh, apparently the Red Sox can't uh, read a medical report. So had to make a uh, call down to AAA team and uh, called up a good buddy of mine, uh, best friend, definitely a baseball insider. They nicknamed him the Boom Boom, Joey Rothmiller. What's going on, man? Hey, how you doing, Mark? Not too bad. Glad you come up, come on up here on a uh, snowy Sunday afternoon up here in the great state of Minnesota. Yeah, it's really looking like a baseball weather out there, huh? <laughs> yeah, I bet uh, you're probably more look forward to uh, spring training here starting up here in a couple days. Oh yeah, pitchers and catchers report on Tuesday. Perfect, man. Well, yeah, definitely. That's uh, that is definitely the topic of today's discussion. We are going to touch base on. Your Minnesota Twins, uh, last year's AL Central champions, you know, if there was one thing to take back from the 2019 season that's really got you excited for 2020, what would it be? Uh, I would have to say the addition of Josh Donaldson coming on to the Bomba squad. There you go. Yeah, definitely a big signing by the Minnesota Twins and uh, definitely something that we're going to touch on here in a little bit. Yeah. Right on, man. Perfect. Well, uh, yeah, let's get right into it. Um, 2019 season for your Minnesota Twins. Uh, finished 101-61. First in the AL Central with rookie manager Rocco Baldelli. Brought him over from the Tampa Bay uh, Rays organization. Twins end up getting their first title since 2010. So that was almost a decade in the making. Yeah, it was getting a little depressing over here. Yeah, I was going to say, um, you know, you guys, it, it, for a long time there, I can remember in the early 2000s when, you know, it was kind of a regular thing. Torrey Hunter, Jock Jones, Shannon Stewart, uh, Brad Radke. Yep, Johan Santana. Just all them guys. And it was kind of a, it almost became like a normal thing where it's that typical Minnesota feeling where you just settle and you're, hey, we got a good squad and I know that we're going to make the playoffs, but then you get bounced in the first round. Like the one that really sticks. I always remember when you guys were playing Oakland and the Angels and it one and done. Yeah, it was getting me all excited and pumped up and then the Angels curb stomped our dreams. <laughs> the rally monkey. Yep. So, yeah, definitely good to see them back in the hunt there. I, I really don't think that a lot of Minnesotans really expected this from the first year out of Rocco. No, I actually caught me off by surprise too. But I mean, I was glad to see a fresh young face coaching a lot different style than what Paul Molitor brought to us. Yeah, definitely. Paul Molitor definitely brought that old school manager mentality. And I don't really 
if you look at the current roster and even the roster two years ago, I, I don't think that it meshed with the younger generation of players that this team has. And I, I just don't like the first year he ended up winning manager of the year. Yep. And the second year was a really, really severe drop off. And it didn't. And, and that's what brought on the changes to the ball club. Yeah. I, I'd have to agree. I mean, I like the fact that Rocco just gives the players the option. You want to come do batting practice for the game? Show up. If not, well, be here by this time. Perfect. Sounds good. Yeah, man. And on top of that, too, along with the Twins winning 100 games, over 100 games, first first division title in almost 10 years, they break the major league home run record in home runs hit. And on top of that, lead the league as well at 307 with the Yankees just one behind them. But, you you know, that, that you don't expect these kind of things from the Minnesota Twins. No, you hear guys like Jorge Polanco, Luisa Rice, Max Kepler, Mitch Garver, and everybody's going, who? Right. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. They, they ended up having five players hit over 30 homers this season. Yeah. You know, old man Cruz, he's still got it. I, can, I personally can say for myself that I was like, why, if you look at the build of this roster, why are we bringing in such an old guy? But at the same time, it makes sense. It's a veteran presence in the ball club. We're not expecting to be out in the field. He hits 41 home runs. I'm sorry. Let me take, he hits 41 bombas. Is that the yeah. correct term? Yep. That's the correct term. Okay. That's what they're going with. You're, you're taught, you're dealing with a guy, a, a Chicago Cubs fan. You know, if, if you listen to the first episode, Ooh. Uh, Sorry, um, I'm a Chicago native, so my team's Cubs. But I, I love the Twins. I root for the Twins. I love going to Target Field. Excellent facility. Definitely a great place to go in the summer. Enjoy America's pastime. Um, Kepler hits 36. Sano in just 105 games because he dealt with injuries earlier in the season hits 34. Rosario at 32. Garver, you know, basically playing part-time catcher, plays 93 games and hits 31. Yeah, that was one of the biggest surprises to me is seeing a catcher hit over 30 home runs in just 93 games especially. Right, and so they basically, they get rid of Castro. They they say they're, they're no more with him. They're basically turning turning the reins, turning the rotation over to Garver. And they do go out and sign Alex Avila, which we will get to here in a little bit. But now do... Is Garver going to play somewhere in that ninety to hundred range? Do we can we accept expect the same production from him? Uh, my guess is he's going to play a, quite a few more games, but he's still going to have that big ro- break rotation because we have three catchers with Williams Osadio still too. Okay, yeah, I forgot the tor- tortilla tortago tor- turtle t- something. <laughs> it's definitely a cast of characters that the Minnesota Twins have put together. Um, on top of that, too, and this has always been a topic of discussion with the Twins. It has been since as far back as I can remember. You know, we had a couple top-of-the-line, you know, front-end rotation starters in Jake Odorizzi and, Ho- and Jose Barrios. Odorizzi ended up finishing the year 15-7 with 3.51 ERA. Uh, Barrios, 14-8, 3.68. Those are kind of the standards now in today's Major League Baseball. It's 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 offense, and to be those are pretty good numbers when now major you know MLB wants home runs, home runs, home runs. Yeah, I mean, you look at guys like Zach Wheeler, who the Twins are pretty high on. I mean, I personally wasn't, but he got over $100 million in a five-year deal, and he was 11-8 and eight with an ERA just about under four. I mean... 
that's just ridiculous. Right. Yeah, exactly. So there are still pitchers out there that can, they're not going to, the ERAs are, are up in the fives, you know, and they can at least make it five to six innings. They can eat up some innings for your team, get to get to the bullpen and stuff like that. So they definitely did their job, but we do lack that front end guy. Hence why at the trade deadline, we go out and get a guy like Sergio Romo. Yeah, and we were also, I mean, we were trying to get Madison Bumgarner also, but, I mean, we whiffed on that, and then we whiffed on him in the offseason, but <laughs> that's all right. Right. I mean, it, he was definitely a great complimentary piece. We had Taylor Rogers out of the bullpen. He was probably our best bullpen guy in all season. Ended up having 30 saves at a 2.61 ERA, which is pretty darn good, especially if you're talking, like I said, offensive-driven league. So, I mean, guy that they could bring in, it was just the fact that we didn't have a guy to get to Rodgers to save the game. But we were outscoring him by so many runs, it really didn't matter. Yeah, exactly. I mean, when you're putting up almost 10 runs a game, it seems like every game, it's hard to give up that many. But, I mean, guys like Kyle Gibson and Martin Perez, they'd find a way. Right, and those are guys that are no longer on the team. Thank God. (laughs) Right. So, after that's all said and done, you know, pretty solid season for the Twins. And, of course, as all of us Minnesotans know, everything worked out the way it did. Guess who we play in the first round? The New York Yankees. Yeah, our biggest enemy, I mean. And we lay an egg. And that, you know, you had the two teams that hit the most home runs, 1-2 in the season, squaring off against each other. But the Yankees had just a little more firepower in that rotation. Yeah, I I have to agree. I mean, I don't know why Rocco decided that it was a good idea to put a Uber driver in Game Two in Yankee Stadium, but I mean, that's his call, not mine. I would have played order easy. We're yeah, we're we're not getting paid the big bucks to make the decisions here. I definitely was caught off guard by that. I can remember you and me had a conversation about that, but that's all they had to that's all they had to roll with. I mean, you could have put order easy in there in Game Two out in New York. But it that's just the route he wanted to go to, and now we had to come back down 2-0, coming back to Minnesota. Yep, and I mean, even game one, I mean, we had the lead, and then he went to Zach Littell instead of, you know, getting Sergio Romo in there right away or, you know, a veteran reliever. Definitely some questionable moves by a rookie manager, rookie manager in his first playoff appearance. Now, is that just inexperience? Is that nervousness? Is I mean, it's just, just like, is that buying into too many analytics stats? I think he was just buying into too many analytic stats. I mean, that's what he rolled with all season, and he didn't put into postseasons a whole different animal. Right, and I guess if if there's been a formula that you have worked with all season, you know, why are you going to switch up what you're doing? You know, if it's worked for you this far, then why stop? If it ain't ain't broke, don't fix it. Right. So it, it just, it was... I would have loved to have seen the Twins go farther. It just wasn't meant to be. The Yankees were just so strong. Fortunately enough, they were, well, I guess we'll never really know. Did they actually lose to the Astros? Or was it because there was, you know, they found every trash can in Yankee Stadium and were able to figure out what pitchers they were throwing? Well, you know, you never know with the Astros now. I mean, bunch of cheaters. It just... That we'll save that for a whole nother podcast. We could probably end up eating up another hour's worth of what we want to do to get over that, but that's just a whole nother, whole nother ball game to get into. Um, but yeah, first round loss of the play, first round loss 
for the Yankees in the playoffs, ends our season. Now the question starts circling around, okay, you know, clearly in everybody's eyes, it was we didn't have enough pitching. We didn't have enough to go into another team stadium and throw have a throw a guy out there that's either going to get ground balls, double plays, strike a guy out when it needs to be. We just didn't have that. So entering free agency, you know, the talk of the town was we need to build around the rotation. And just like you struck on earlier, there were guys out there in Zach Wheeler, Madison Bumgarner, Dallas Keuchel, and even some of the big name guys like Strasburg was even out there too, but he ended up resigning with the Nationals. Yeah, I mean, that's what you needed to do is go out there and try and get that number one pitcher, move Brios to the number two, Odorizzi to the number three, and the Pinata, Michael Pineda. <laughs> they like to him, hit him. Put him at the four spot, but, I mean, it didn't work out, and luckily we had a plan B, and it actually worked for once in the Twins' favor. So, out of all those pitchers that they wanted to get, you know, if you look at most major league teams' rotations, you, you can only rattle off a handful of teams that have a stud number one guy you know, you're talking Strasburg, Scherzer, Clayton Kershaw, Justin Verlander, you know, a pitcher of that magnitude. Right. Not a lot of teams have that. No. So it's not like the Twins are necessarily at a disadvantage, but if you're looking at the overall rotation, I think we lack a little more in the back end. Yes. I mean, right now we got two guaranteed pitchers. I mean, then you got... Pineda coming back when he's done with his 60-game suspension in May. Um, you got Dobnik and Smeltzer and Torpedo going after it. and I mean, after that, you just don't know what's going to happen. Right. No, absolutely. And that's, you know, it's the, the rotation's still in a little bit of flux. And there really isn't a market out there anymore after the signings of Rich Hill and Homer Bailey, which I was – Still never understand why you named your kid Homer and then he decides to be a major league pitcher. That just does not sound like a good combination. Yeah, I don't envision him making it through the entire year as a twin. I just... He's he's slated to be the number three guy. Yeah, I don't see that happening. We'll end up with double A guys, triple A guys coming up and replacing them. So if you're expecting... So, okay, let's touch on the rotation really quick. If you... Go out and make a signing of Rich Hill. Okay, Rich Hill is not going to be on the starting rotation come opening day. He no. is hurt. Yep, he's out until at least June. Okay, so now you're looking at Barrios, Odorizzi, and Homer freaking Bailey. Yep, that's what we're looking at at the moment. With the offense that this team has, okay, so this is so now you're expecting this team is going to go out there. They're going to score 20 runs a game to try to beat these teams. Yep, I mean, I just... You're not going to go out there and score 10 runs or 20 runs a game. It's just no matter how good your offense is, they're going to draw blanks and you're going to have to win those two to three games. It To me, I don't know. It, it worked out a lot. It, it worked out somewhat for the Twins last year. They were able to outscore teams. I mean, I remember, you know, if I wasn't watching the game, I would get, a, you know, I, the score would come through on my phone and Twins win 15-4, Twins win 17-6. It's like, holy crap. It's, I mean... Okay, great. The offense is potent, but you still get to have pitching. Exactly. And I mean, we've struggled with pitching for how many years now? I mean, we've had burritos, a long time. but I mean, let's go back. I mean, Nick Blackburn. Yeah, gross. Uh, uh, who else can I throw out there? Uh, help me out here. Kyle Gibson. I mean, I couldn't stand that guy. It just, 
I don't know, man. Like, this is, I guess, this is kind of the changing of the guard. Because even though they struck out on all of those pitchers, they made the attempt. They just didn't get them. So now, plan B comes into effect and they're like, all right, well, we saved all that money. Let's make the offense better. So they go and get Josh Donaldson. Yeah, that one, I mean, I started going, there's no way this is actually going to happen. There's no way. We're the twins. We don't get nice things. And then next thing you know, the Braves say, you know what? We're going a different way. The Nationals say, nope, we're going a different way. And he has a four-year offer, so he takes it. Yeah, so just to hit on that really quick, um, Josh Donaldson signs for four years and $92 million back on January 22nd. Lots of reports were coming out saying, hey, Twins were the last team that he was going to even remotely consider coming to this team. Like, it was, it, they were saying no chance. And he ends up signing with it. I mean, I don't know, like... I think they ended up, the Twins, if I remember right, they ended up offering more money. Is that what it was? Yeah, they the original offer, I think we were offering him $80 million and he said he wasn't signed for anything under 110 Then the Braves pulled out, the Nationals pulled out, and we said, well, we'll up it to 92 and next day he signed with us. Just really, really, I, I, I'm kind of at a loss for words. I, I really am. It just blows my mind. So now this is, this kind of goes back to what I just said a couple minutes ago. It's a changing of the guard. They weren't able to give that money to a pitcher, but they, they took that money and they put it towards a positional player. So now in the future, say maybe next off season, if there's another grade a starter out there, will they put the money towards getting a pitcher to bolster that rotation? You would like to think so. And I mean, it's, going to depend if we can put together a team that can make it past the first round of the playoffs and make our team a little more appealing to those pitchers too they might come here I mean that's the things you got to look at absolutely no I, I definitely agree with you there it just it's it's it, it's also a culture thing you got to have something appealing to these big name free agents to come here but you also got to be willing to throw out the dollar signs exactly so just kind of like, you know, if you, if you refer back to our last podcast, you know, it's kind of a changing of the guard here in Minnesota right now. You got Timberwolves making big time trades to Gophers. That was out of left field, you know, making it to a New Year's Day bowl game. And now the Twins are up spending money. It, it just, it's, I don't know. It, it just is, I don't know how to react to it. I really don't. You got to get your hopes up. Well, World like, Series are bust. Well, for me... You know, my hopes are up because I actually want to go to Target Field and actually enjoy a game for you as being a lifelong Twins fan. I mean, you, you got to be thinking, like you just said, World Series or bust, right? That's right. Well, hopefully your rotation can get there. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, You know, if, if Josh Donaldson can be anything that he was in 2019. Now, before that, he had a couple down years, dealing with some injuries. You know, he definitely had a comeback year in Signing that one-year contract with Atlanta last year really, really paid off for him. He ended up playing 155 games, hit 259, 37 homers, 94 driven in. He does strike out a little bit. It was 155 times last year. Yeah, you got to expect that, though, with guys that hit for home runs. I mean, they're just swinging for power or bust. Yep, absolutely. You know, and actually, if you look at the Twins lineup, I mean, they, they had a pretty high strikeout ratio as well. So I mean, he kind of fits the norm already here. <laughs> we're, we're either hitting over the fence or we're going back to the dugout type mentality. Um, I think the biggest thing that a lot of people are 
underestimating about Josh and a lot of people that don't know that don't know this is he is actually a really good uh, defender at third base. Yeah, he's a Gold Glove third baseman, and I mean that's another thing we've been lacking. Sano, he can hold his own at third, but I mean he's not that athletic if you look at him. And that just makes it even so for it, for defensive wise, it's actually this is probably an upgraded third and able to get a liability at the hot corner. Yep, out of there and move Sano to first. That's right, and hopefully him going to first isn't like him going to right field. <laughs> right on. Well, after all that was said and done. Thinking that the Twins, you know, done, nothing else we can do unless we maybe trade some prospects. This is the rotation that we're going to. You know, if they're going to add anybody, it's probably going to come towards a trade deadline in July. Well, not so fast. Uh, Something else happened here. Blockbuster trade involving the Red Sox and the Dodgers went down, sending Mookie Betts and David Price to the Dodgers. Okay, now there's there's some moving pieces here. There was reportedly a third team, a mystery third team, that needed to that needed to be involved in this to make everything go through. Ends up being the twins. Next thing you know, details come out, and Brewstar Gratterall, who is one of the hardest throwers that we have on this team and in the farm system, is included in it. And now everybody's up in arms. They're freaking out. They're like, why did we just trade this guy? And then all of a sudden, they're like, oh, well, we got a, we got a starting pitcher back in Kenta Maeda. And he's probably going to slot in at that third spot. So there's been some mixed emotions on everything. What did you like about Gratterall? What would you, you know, did you want to keep him? Did you want to send him away? What, like, what, what do you think about Gratterall? I mean, I like it. I mean, it's always fun having a guy who can constantly throw at 100 miles an hour. Just going to the ballpark and watching a pitcher like that is a lot more fun than watching a Brad Racky type pitcher who's just going to pitch it, ground out, pitch out, fly out, you know. You see a guy who can come out there and strike people out and get the crowd into it, that's always so much more fun. But on the other side, he's not ready to be up in the majors, and this team's ready to win now. So you need that veteran presence in the rotation. That's what we lack. And that's what they were looking for in Maeda. Yep. And Maeda, he's going to go out there and he's going to eat up innings for you. He's going to, you know, strike out a few guys and give us a chance to win. He's not going to go out there and give up 10 runs a game. So just to recap, the Dodgers were going to get all-star player Mookie Betts and David Price from Boston. The Red Sox were going to get Gratterall from the Twins and then another prospect from the Dodgers and Alex Verdugo, and then the Twins were in turn going to get Kenta Maeda. So this is the reported trade. This is what's going to go down. Sounds like everything's finalized and ready to go. Not so fast. Another report comes out a couple days later. Apparently the Red Sox didn't do their research on Gretterall. Seen in a medical report that a little that a while ago he had Tommy John surgery. Something to be worried about for a guy who's slinging it at 100 mile an hour consistently. Oh, definitely. And sliders in the high is in the 90s, so that was that was a cause of concern. So now Boston comes back and they're telling the Dodgers and the Twins, "Be like, whoa, we're we're you know even though we gave up a lot in Betts and Price, you know we're getting this stud prospect back, but we're gonna need some more just because we're take we're assuming the risk." Yeah, they're trying to get another top ten prospect out of the Twins, and luckily the Twins actually found a pair, and they stood their ground and said, no, you're getting Gratterall, and that's what we're doing. So now, push come to shove, the MLPA gets involved, Major League Baseball gets involved, 
this trade sounds like it's dead in the water. It's not going to happen. The, the three team portion of it is dead. You know, they, you know, Dodgers still want bets in price. Red Sox apparently still have interest in Gratterall. The Twins want Maeda. Yep. It just might not be in that three team aspect to where now the Twins potentially might be getting more. Yeah, that's kind of the reports I'm seeing is they might get Maeda, they might get Maeda and somebody else, or they might not get anybody. It's hard to say right now. So in the long run, would you? So from a Twins fan point. You you're you're totally sold on the win now thing. So you're you're okay with Gratterall going, sending him to wherever he may go, and getting a solidified guy to add to that rotation. Yeah, I mean, the Twins have always done the we're we're building for the future. We're building for the future, and then those prospects they finally come up, and they more times than none they've been a bust for us. I'd rather send them now and get somebody who can help us win when we have a team that can hit us 307 home runs in a season. And, and that's the other thing, too, is that they were worried that maybe Gratterall's arm won't hold up. Right. And then he could just flame out. Yep. I mean, he actually had a shoulder injury last year, too, and after going 5-0 and all for in double-A. So now that brings in Maeda, where we're talking about that veteran presence. You know, he's solidified, been in the league a few years and everything. Ends up going 10-8 and eight last season with a 404 ERA. A little high, but, you know, it's not bad. Just a little higher than our top two guys from last season. Strikes out 169 guys. Right. And he can eat up innings. Exactly. And that's what we need right now. So, I mean, I, I truly, I really do believe that, you know, if something is able to work out after all this is said and done and the Twins can still acquire Maeda and maybe get a couple other things included, it, I don't, we don't know what, but it, it really could end up being a good trade for all around. And for me personally, you know, just kind of going off of what you've told me and the things that I've read you know, if there's that much concern around this guy, I mean, like you said, yeah, dude, throw, he's a, maybe a younger Araldus Chapman. Exactly. Everybody wants to see, you know, comes in, strikes out the side. You know, you don't see that in baseball anymore. No. This guy has the potential to do it. Yep. But can his arm hold up? That's the question. It, it, more times than none nowadays, it doesn't. You have Tommy John surgery once, and it seems like you're just slowly fizzle out. Absolutely, yeah, no, and it, it, he... Definitely could be a player that could be in the running for the Twins years down the road. But, like, you know, if you're in win now mode, you know, you, that, you know, a guy like Maeda would be really, really uh, beneficial to the team today. Now, kind of going back, I know you saw something a little while ago that potentially, you know, if the Red Sox and the Twins are going to be together on this and maybe not include the Dodgers you it's not for sure don't quote us or anything but you saw something where Chris Sale might be involved yeah one thing I was reading is they want to sell the house right now they're trying to get all that luxury tax deal and so they're just trying to clear space and kind of rebuild and they said if they kept Mookie Betts they would want to move Chris Sale they want to keep one and move one so, I mean, you could see the Twins pulling a move and getting Chris Sale. You know, we're going to have to give up a lot more than just Gratterall. I mean, throw in Royce Lewis, I would. So, I mean, I mean, if we're going to win now, I mean, this is the guy to go for. He's yeah. He's been a little little wishy-washy a little in you know, the last couple of seasons. Hasn't been the Chris Sale we knew from Chicago. Right. Dude can still hurl the ball. Exactly. And, I mean, he's got that presence where he can come and anchor a rotation. And be that number one guy, and he's got the confidence to go out there every game, go out there in the playoff game one, and just go out there and do his thing. 
Yeah, that would be definitely – I would welcome him to the team. I think it would be really good. I think we have a coaching staff um, that could definitely help maybe Chris get back on the right track, maybe find that form that he had in Chicago in those couple early years that he had in Boston. You know, I mean, if we got to give up some prospects, I mean, prospects will come along, you know. Exactly. Draft is every year, Rule 5, you name it. You know, we can find these guys. And especially if you got a lineup that you have right now – I am all with you on this, Joey. It is time to go. Y'all right. got to send it right now. Just send it, man. Just yeah. go for it. What's Royce Lewis when you got Jorge Polanco and Luis Arise up here right now? Yeah, exactly. Arise had a really good season last year, and he he came up in the early part of the season. Uh, Did he, he come up with the club was, at the start of spring training? I want to say it was right around June he came up. Okay, so he didn't even play a full season. No. There you go. I mean... If you look at the positions that are filled, okay, Snow, he's solid at first. He ain't going nowhere. Arises at second, not going anywhere. Polanco at short, he's not going anywhere. You're paying $92 million to your third baseman, he's not going anywhere. Rosario, I know that he was involved in a little bit of trade discussion with uh, potentially making a move with Miami a few months ago. He doesn't sound like he's going anywhere. No, I think Rosario is definitely going to be here for the beginning of the season. I mean, you never know what happens come July in the trade deadline. I mean, he's hitting 30 home runs, and we need a pitcher. Maybe make a deal. And, I mean, unfortunately, we'd have to probably stick with Jake Cave, but Ooh. you never I just, know. I, I mean, I don't know. If, I, I personally don't like the sound of that, and I don't think you would either. No, but if it means getting us a Chris Sale in our rotation or something like that. I you mean, you would do something like that? I would if you're still hitting that many home runs with the rest of the guys you got out there. Right. And, I mean, too, another big question mark, you know, can Buxton have a full healthy season? I mean, when he can – he showed flashes last season. Yeah, he looked great when he played. And, I mean, I love watching him play defensively and crashing into the walls, but I kind of hope he – Takes a step back when he's running towards the wall nowadays, just yeah. so he can keep that shoulder healthy. Well, they do put the warning track there for a reason. And then you got another young guy out in right field, and Max Kepler, another guy who had over thirty home runs last year, and, and can hit the ball and is good out in the, out in the outfield. Yeah, that was fun watching him. I mean, completely took me from surprise. I mean, Max Kepler, you never would have thought that name would hit you thirty six home runs. Hey, German players, man, you might want to start looking over there a little more and. Uh, Seeing what they got over there for talent, right? Yep. We got one more segment coming up here on Reaction Time Sports, but first we got to pay the bills. We'll be right back after this quick, quick commercial break. What's going on, everybody? Mark here with Reaction Time Sports. Did you miss all the NASCAR action this weekend and looking to find out if your favorite driver won or parked it in the wall? Then look no further than the Racing Insiders. They are your insider source for everything NASCAR. ARCA, Trucks, Xfinity, and the Cup Series are all covered by their championship-driven team to bring you all the latest news, updates, and race recaps. They are Reaction Time Sports pit stop for all things NASCAR, and they should be yours too. Go to theracinginsiders.com or find them on Facebook and Twitter at The Racing Insiders. How about that? Two episodes in and we have a sponsor, two sponsors. That's awesome. And a commercial break. Hell yeah, man. We're coming a long way, man. Two episodes in and doing something right. 2020 preview. Like we said earlier, spring training starts on Tuesday, pitchers and catchers. And then everybody else shows up on the 16th and we're raring to go. And I, I mean, if I remember right, I mean, everybody shows up is there on the 16th. And then isn't there like first spring training game, like two or three days after that? Uh, I want to say it's like February 20th, 22nd, somewhere in there's our first game against the pirates. 
I that's what just befuddles me about baseball, man. Is it's like everybody pisses and moans about the NFL preseason having four games. These guys play a full extra month of baseball. Now, granted, they're not playing the full game. They may not play every day. But holy smokes. Yeah, it gets a little long, but you know what? It gets you back into it and gets you really excited for the baseball season to come and see some of those young prospects that you always hear about, but you never get to actually see them play. Yeah, because they got so many guys up there. So, I mean, you might have your Buxtons and your Snows and your Donaldsons playing the first three, four innings. And then after that, it's all these triple A, double A guys that, you know, you don't get a chance to see all the time. Yeah, you'll get to see Gratter all throwing if he's still here. I mean, you'll see Royce Lewis, Nick Gordon, guys like that. A lot of promising pro. Is there anybody that's right now down in the in the in the in the uh, farm system that uh, really stands out to you at the moment? Alex Kiroff, he's an outfielder. I'm. They're saying he could be ready by mid June to be called up and. I'm excited to see him if he actually is ready. So is he one of those players then that if a pitcher is available for us to trade and say Rosario is involved in that trade, is that a candidate that would be brought up to fill that position? Oh, absolutely. I mean, he, I want to say he's going to be a lot better than sticking J.K. out there. I couldn't do J.K., man. I, I, just, I remember, like, he was out, wasn't he? Didn't he start at a playoff game last year? And we're like, what are you doing? Unfortunately, yeah. <sighs> Minnesota sports, man. Gotta love it. Have you, uh, you ever been down to Fort Myers? Not yet. Never no. went down there for spring training, huh? Nope. I want to get that, though. It's on the old bucket list. I would definitely, that'd be some, you know, we we went to Florida just a couple, like a month or so ago, and I, I'm dying to go back. Oh. Maybe we should just impromptu, just tell the wives that we're not, hey, you know what, sorry, we're, we're leaving for like five days, and we'll just go down to Fort Myers. Perfect. Sweet. Let's do it. So spring training coming up, a lot of practice, evaluation of a lot of guys, but at some point before the team comes back home, for game one, we got to get this team down to 25. Yeah. We, you know, we can only carry X amount of players. X amount of pitchers, you know, it, it's got to be 25 guys. Now, we, you know, we just, before we came, you know, before we went to commercial, we talked about, you know, here, here here's your eight positional guys. All right. So, Garver catching, Sano first, Arias at two, uh, Polanco at short, Donaldson three, Rosario, Buxton, Kepler. All right. That's eight guys right there. Right. Who is going to be coming off the bench for us? I, I, you know, I think of a couple guys like Gonzalez. You know, he did really solid for us last year. He's still with the team, so that's one. I mean, who else can we expect to round out this team? Yep, I mean, and you got Nelly Cruz at the DH spot, so that's always nice. Forgot um, about the old man. Yeah, Marwin Gonzalez. He's a super utility guy. That he can play anywhere, so he saves everybody. We have Alex Avila. He came from Arizona, backup catcher, and. He's got know? some pop. Yeah, for, he has a he, little bit pop. He's yeah. had his round around in the MLB, but he's still got some pop left in that yeah. bat. Oh, yeah. Um, then you got Latunga, Williams, Ostadio. Unfortunately, Jake Cave and Adrianza. I mean, I'm not too high on those two guys, but they just don't seem to go away. So now those are all the positional guys, but you got to remember that this team's probably going to carry 13 pitchers. Oh, yeah. So everybody that just got rattled off, they, they're not going to make it. Yeah, I think. Maybe Ostadio then gets sent down for a little bit, and they take shifts. I don't. They really, they were really liking them. I mean, I know there was a couple of non non rot or what? What do they call it? Non roster invitees? Yeah. Is that what they call it in baseball? Yep. yep. That I know that we got and everything, but I think just because of the makeup of this rotation and the bullpen right now, I think this can be more beneficial to carry more pitchers than it is going to be uh, uh, positional players. It will be, but they're going to do the old. Smelter will be called up. 
he'll pitch a game and then they'll probably send him back down and bring up like Lewis Thorpe, send him down, bring up Randy Dobnik and those three will be just going back and forth between AAA and the majors. So you're expecting a lot of call-ups, send-downs. Yep. You know, and then that's including barring injury. Um, right. Obviously, we don't, you know, hope for any of that, as, of course, but things happen, you know, Bucks and yep. going to makes the catch and goes, you know, Looney Tunes in it through the through the outfield wall there. Yeah, there's a lot of wear and tear when you play 162 games. Oh, yeah. No, there definitely is. I mean, 162 games in one season is a lot and not a lot of break. I mean, you're playing every day. So, definitely, you know, roster cut downs, you know, for me personally, you know, I you know I truly believe that Gonzalez will be on the roster. Who else? I got to believe Adrianza is going to be staying yeah. with the team. He showed a lot of uh, fire and a lot of pop in that bat at points in the season last year. Who am I forgetting? Isn't there another defensive guy that I'm forgetting about? Isn't uh, another infielder? Adrian's is the infielder. Adrian's, yeah, because yeah, right. last year we had Jonathan Scope, but now he's ah. a Detroit Tiger. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We can call Detroit the uh, Detroit Twinkies now. Yeah. Especially they got Garden Hire and Scope. And didn't they get Crone, too? Yeah, they got Crone, too. I'm going to miss Crone. I will too. He was fun to watch. I mean, he had lasers. He did. It was just he didn't. He had like a he had a three or four home run game. Yeah, yeah. I remember watching that game, dude. Guy get hit. Oh yeah. And we got him for like super cheap last year. Yeah. So the Tigers, they got him for pretty cheap too. It just for me, that's unfortunate to see a guy like that where he may have been. You know, he came off injury, kind of had a down year. We give him a shot. Bounces back. Battled injury last year too. Of course, don't forget that. But then he, like, I mean, okay, obviously, I would rather have Josh Donaldson. Exactly. And move Sano. Sano's not going anywhere. We've already made that perfectly no. clear. But signed a three-year deal. Uh, I like Crone. I did, too. I would have loved to have kept him and had him as our number one, you know, pinch-hitting guy and given Sano a break, give Donaldson a break, move Sano to third. Solid on the defensive yep. end, too. He didn't really get a lot of uh, lot of uh, one-hoppers get past him. Right. But, I mean, that's part of baseball. And for me too, I was I was fine with seeing Scope go. Yeah, he just after Arise arrived and started doing as good as he was. Scope just did not look like he was interested in being here. Right. Well, and then to anybody that's coming over from the Baltimore Orioles. Yeah. Well, man, I wanted to do that. Nope. So rotation wise, you know your top two that aren't hurt coming off injury or suspended are Rios and Ordorizzi. After that, we're, you know, we got to wait to see what happens with the trade or trades that might happen. You know, Maeda still might be coming to this team. But as of right now, he's not. So you're looking at Homer Bailey at three. Yep. Dumpster fire. This is this is my favorite word on this podcast is dumpster fire for players that I don't like. If anybody didn't pick up from that last episode. After that, it looks like a... It'll be it'll be that Randy Dobnik, uh, Lewis Thorpe, and Delvin Smelter. They'll take a spot in the rotation, and I could see Rocco doing the old opener, starting a relief pitcher, let him go two innings, go to the next guy. I forgot about that. There was a lot of teams that went and tried that whole, um, when we're going to start either a reliever or a closer at the beginning of the game. Yeah, I wasn't too big of a fan of it, but I mean, I kind of what the game's changing to it unfortunately it's 2020 yep. there's no such thing as traditional anymore you got to try something new that's right i uh, this rotation just looks like one big mess to me yeah but then you got to think about it if you add maeda and then pin, pin, see i, I want to call him the pinata 
He but is Michael, a pinata. Pineda. You know, pinata. you got the four solid starters, and then you go your Dobnik's Thorpe and Smelter rotation. Rich Hill coming yeah. back from injury. That's right. I forgot about Rich Hill. I mean, you never know what you're going to get out of that old man. Yeah, I mean, he... I don't know. I feel like we're turning into the Dodgers. I feel like all we have is Dodger players. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, they seem to do decent every year. Well, I mean, you know, I feel like we got a solid piece there in Pineda. You know, he can show guys what pills to use. He can show them how to use pine tar. Um, You know, not saying that we're the Houston Astros, but we'll take any advantage we can get. Right, right. I mean, yeah. I think think as a Twins fan, you're supposed to deny that. (laughs) Well, you know. It happens. I mean, our rotation has been god-awful, and every Minnesota fan knows that. Now we get to the back end of things. Now we're talking about the bullpen. Romo, for sure. Yep. Rodgers, for sure. Yeah. What's after that? Well, we just brought in Tyler Clippard from the Cleveland Indians, and I'm actually really excited about that signing. Tell me about him. Uh, He's a veteran. He's 34 years old, and he does not give up a lot of runs. He was... You know, he had one win, but that's what you get when you're a setup man or a closer. And But, yeah, he had a 2.90 ERA, and, yeah, he doesn't give up much for runs. So is he going to is he gonna move into that 7-8 spot then? Uh, I believe they're going to keep him and Romo in a rotation for that. Okay, so that's going to just kind of a, uh, you know, right righty-lefty matchup. Right. You know, maybe who pitched the night before, who didn't type deal. Yep. But Rodgers is solidified in as that closer. Oh, yeah, definitely. He earned that after last year. Okay, so we've got that. There's no question there. Don't need to worry about watching that battle in spring training. Romo brought him back. You just brought up Clippard. That's three guys. You got Trevor May. I mean, he's been around forever, and he ain't going anywhere anytime soon. He's just like Pineda. He's a pinata. I know. Gets it all the time. But he does have his bright spots where he'll be brilliant for five, six games in a row. Then he'll look like a dumpster fire for four or five games in a row. That's my word. Yeah, I know. Find your own word. No. What? Oh, oh, boom, boom. <laughs> Trevor May. Anybody else out of that bullpen? Uh, big Red, Zach Littell. He'll be up all year, I believe. Okay. I mean, he's, you know, just an average relief pitcher. He'll have his good games. He'll have his bad games, but... Just another arm you can throw out there. So this bullpen for the Twins has got some potential. Yeah, it I definitely. Think so. If we're in a one-two-three run game, we need to bring the the big arms in. Do you have? There should be faith in this bullpen to close it out and win close games. I think so. You know, I mean, you got two veterans in Romo and Clipper that can help. You know, stir the young guys like Latell and Rogers, Tyler Duffy. They can help them learn how to pitch in these high-pressure situations. That's good. I mean, yeah, I mean, we want to outscore every team, but not every team, not every game is going to be like that. You're going to have one-run games, and you got to have guys that can shut other teams down. You have to. It's that's just the right. way it is. Oh, yeah, that's baseball. So now spring training's done. We get into the season a little bit. You know, obviously this can go a lot of ways. We can be really, really good. We can be really, really bad. We could just be 500. Do you see – the Twins potentially making a move come the trade deadline, whether it, re- it involves a Rosario or some prospects. And we go get another pitcher, depending if this whole Maeda thing goes down. You know, if we don't get Maeda, do we do it? If we do get Maeda, do we not do it? You know what? If we don't get Maeda, we'll definitely be looking at the deadline because you're not going back to the playoffs with 
just three you know solidified guys and then Homer Bailey, Rich Hill. You're just you can't. You got to get that guy who can go out there and start game one, or you know teach Barrios how to go out there and start game one and not be all jittery. Right. Yeah. Definitely. That was definitely one thing. Barrios at home, lights out on the road, not so much. That's right. 2020. What do you expect, man? Like you thinking another hundred plus wins under that? What do you think? Well, you know me. I'm gonna say 162 and all, but. <laughs> I got to say, yeah, I think we're going to be close to the same, you know, another 100-win season. I think we will win the AL Central again. I do actually think the White Sox are going to pass up the Indians because they made moves and the Indians just traded away Corey Kluber. But White Sox did make a lot of a lot of moves. And just to clarify, I am a Cubs fan, not a White Sox fan, so I hope that they crash and burn. Yeah, we got to hope so. I mean, Edwin Encarnacion's huge at that ballpark. And yeah. They went and got... Dallas Keitchell sniped him from us, and Gio Gonzalez. He he's not that good though. They can make a little noise. Oh yeah. Think do you do you think the White Sox could maybe get that second wild card spot? Maybe. Oh, there's always potential. I mean, if that Giolito, if he's on like he was last year, and their rotation starts shaping up, they got a team that can do some damage. So you're expecting Twins win the division? Yep. What are you thinking? Like uh, less than a hundred, more than hundred. I'm going to ask you this already. I'm going to say 105 wins. Wow. Wow. Okay. Good thing we're recording. (laughs) I'm going to keep that clip. Please do. And when we come back in the fall, you know, I'll have you on before that. You've done really good. You've done a really good job today, but I'm going to keep that. And we're going to see where the twins end up. You know, that 105. I think it's going to be less than 100. Oh, well, let's. Put a little friendly wager on it. I'll buy you a frosty one. Oh, wait, now we already have a friendly wager on the whole twin. Well, this is a whole different wager. No, 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 yes, it is, but that's just, you know, I said, okay, this is actually really bad. I don't even know if I want to put this on the air. Yeah, you're going to get booed out of here. <laughs> I might. We'll just keep that one between you and me. All right. But I think, you know what? I think it'll be less than 100. You think it's going to be more than 100. Yep. All right. You know what? If it's less, you owe me a frosty one. If it's more, I'll go buy you a cold one. Sounds good to me, bud. Cool. We both agree Twins should win the AL Central again, two yep. years in a row. Repeat. Yep. Now, however else, the rest of the American League runs out. Can we make it out of the first round? Well, uh, I'm going to guess that we're going to see our best friends in the whole world, the Yankees, in the first round again because that just seems how it always goes. That's how it goes. And you know what? If we can get the right pitchers, I think we can take them down. Okay. It's time to slay the beast. Time to slay the beast. Hey, it's kind of been the kind of been a theme around here lately. So you see him getting out of the first round. Now we're in the championship series. We're one step away from the World Series. It's gonna depend on how well those garbage cans can get with the Astros. Oh, shots fired. Shots fired. Do you see this team in all honesty? Now let's be real. Let's be realistic with all the other teams in the AL and what the firepower is over in the National League. Can this squad that they are putting on the field in 2020 win the World Series? If we get Kenta Maeda and we make a deal for another pitcher, I think we can. If we stand pat as we are right now, no. It would be your first World Series since 91. It would be nice. I was one years old for that. I was one year old too for that, but I wasn't even here. Yeah, I was. Hey, if the Cubs can win a World Series for the first time in 108 years, you guys 
can win a World Series for the first time in 19. That would be nice. It'd be nice to see one in your lifetime. It would. I never thought I was going to get to. Eh, I haven't seen any. Wild, Wolves, Vikings, nothing. I, I, I never thought I would see the Cubs in the World Series, and thankfully they won it. And I know there's probably a lot more other people out there that have sat through a lot of other things than I have, but I was... Giddier than a schoolgirl that day. Oh, I know. I was right there with you, watching with you. Don't get me wrong. I still love the Twins. I love I love the Minnesota Twins. I love Target Field. It's definitely a fun time for me. You actually got to see Wrigley Field a couple of years ago when we went down there for the Twins-Cubs game. Yeah, that was it was a sweet atmosphere to be at. I mean, I never thought a baseball fan, or the fans could be that involved with the players. It was just fun watching the players talking with the fans during innings and throwing balls back and forth. It, the so friendly just, confines, friendly confines of yep, Chicago, North right. Side, we're the lovable losers. Yeah, we might have to go back. Absolutely, man. Yeah, next time the Twins are down there, we'll we'll go back. Yeah, yeah we might not even have to even just a Cubs game without that, the Twins involved. Exactly, I'm down. Chicago's a great place to go. Yeah. Other than that, you're thinking World Series or bust. I'm thinking less than a hundred wins. I think they need a few more pieces to make it that far. My hopes are up. Joey's. I'm sorry. The boom booms. Hopes are up, and we'll just have to see where it goes. That's right. All right, man. Well, you know what? It's been real fun today, and I, I, I'm i excited for the season. Um, I know you are. We've got our fantasy baseball draft coming up here in, in about a month. That should be interesting because, I mean, <laughs> I know enough, but I don't know a lot, so yeah, you definitely got the advantage there. We might have to do a fantasy baseball episode. I don't really know if anybody's going to want to listen to that. Oh, they will. We'll make it fun. They're going to end up, I'm going to be like, if you know anybody to pick, pick them from the Cubs. You're good to go there. Just pick Cub <laughs> players. That's only guys I know. I'm just going to sound the Bomba guy. squad. Bomba squad and Cubs players. Don't pick anybody else. But um, yeah, man, you braved the elements today. It was snowy. It was another snowy day up here in Minnesota for the winter. You made it up here. We had a, we had a couple cold ones. Yeah. Got the notes all together. It was fun, man. I really do oh, appreciate man. you coming up here. Absolutely. I appreciate you having me on. Anytime, man. You're more than welcome to come back. And just not twins related. Anything else? You know, Vikes, uh, Golfers, Wild, Racing. Right on. You name it, you're here. Perfect. And breaking news, we just found out that the twins landed Kenta Maeda. Woohoo! Not even kidding. Was getting ready to wrap it up and just came through on our phones. Twins get Kenta Maeda. Real quick before we sign off here. This kind of just threw a whole monkey wrench and everything. What do you think, man? What, what's your thoughts? I'm pumped. We got that pitcher we needed. Bert. We got, you know, now Homer Bailey's a fourth guy until the pinata's back. And <laughs> then, you know, we have him and Rich Hill fight for that five spot. And then, you know, you got Smelter, Dobnik. You can throw them in when a guy needs a break or, you know, we have a bunch of games in a row. Give him a break and do that opener thing. Well, there you go, Twins. Twins get the third pitcher they were looking for. They end up getting my eight at all. It's it's breaking news right now, but but that by the time the uh, the podcast gets uploaded, it won't be so much breaking news. But it's breaking news to us. World Series, baby! Here we go. Thank you again, man. Really appreciate it. Uh, shout outs for our Facebook contestant likes. Dan Lindahl, thanks for liking the Facebook page. Austin Freer, Julie Larson. She was my fourth grade teacher back when I was in fourth grade. So, Mrs. Larson, you rock. That's awesome. Alex Schaub, my cousin-in-law, great dude. Thank you so much. Again, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Reaction Time Sports. 
you can find us there. Have a good rest of the day, everybody. Thanks for listening. Tune in next time.